0: Welcome back to the NBC Network, iHealth Radio, the iHealth Channel, the Fit and Fab Channel, name your channel. We're going to be covering this probably on it. Uh, with me today, I have a guest that I've uh, literally we've been talking since February, and uh, we finally made it happen. And so it, it takes sometimes time, you know, but uh, I guess good things uh, are worth waiting for. And then, and really, I am I I have a pleasure today to 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 have a a, a guest that we're going to have quite a bit of discussion today about motivation, about sports, about, uh, books, uh, you know, you know, just, just going to be a lot of things. So my, my, my guest is, uh, he owns that guy media group. Uh, he is a, a former college football player. He's a sports analyst. He's a fitness man, coach. I mean, he's a mentor. He's an inter- <laughs> international speaker and author. I mean, he, he does a lot. He's busy. And you know what? Um, again, uh, You watch or hear, you know, or listen to the shows. Uh, It's it's a trait of a lot of people. It's a very similar thing that you hear over and over with people that have uh, uh, some sort of uh, an ambition. Uh, They have uh, they strive for success and things like that. So these are like similar things that you'll find across the board. And there's nothing wrong with that. Yes, it sounds crazy, but somehow uh, these people do it. I do it. They do it. A lot of people are doing it. And you know what? Hopefully, we can be contagious enough to get you guys. Uh, to be able to do that now, it may be difficult, but you know there's a way to do this. So, without any further ado, I have with me Ahmad Vital. Ahmad, welcome to the show, man. Man, thank you for having me on. My pleasure, dude. I mean, listen, I don't know where to start. You, you just you got so much stuff going on. And uh let's let's start with the basics. I mean, your your background, I mean, is 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 amazing. I mean, listen, College Football is pretty big. I mean, you know, you were there. So so we can start from that journey and then because I'm sure there's a lot of stuff that happened there that drove who you are today. And today's episode is gonna be to drive people some motivation, some inspiration. Ultimately, you have also services that you offer, and would like to talk about those as well. So, so let's start with your 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 humble beginnings, you know, and because because to go to that stage is pretty big too. I mean, everybody watches, you know, uh, college football, and it's a it's a big event. Uh, there's a lot of stuff going on there, and uh, yeah, let's let's take it from there, or even sooner or earlier rather than that. So go for it, Ben.
1: Well, again, uh, thank you, man. And it's it's really, it just comes down to the fact that, man, I've been a writer basically from the time I could walk. You know, I had a pen in my hand, you know, coming from a small town in Texas. And it was like, man, it's like I said, I had a pen in my hand and a dream. And so, I mean, I got my first newspaper job when I was, I wrote my first book at 10. I was working for a, a newspaper by the age of 14. I was the editor of my high school newspaper, went into college, majored in journalism, learned photography, taught myself. I mean, all of these things just stem from the fact that, you know, you're going to list off a lot of things in my bio, you know, the the coaching, the keynote speaking, the curriculum building, the ministry, and all of these different things. And it all comes back to this. Uh, God's greatest gift he ever gave me was the ability to be able to pull out a pen and write. And so that's that's where the foundation starts from. And, you know, whether it's college football, which I'm mean, obviously that happened post-college and you know, ended up, you know, getting on with guys like Scout.com, Rivals, uh, Fox Sports Southwest. And, you know, and the beautiful thing is, man, I'm in the state of Texas and we produce the best athletes in the country. So, I mean, if you're the Texas recruiting an- uh, analyst, there's not a school in the country who's not looking at at athletes from here, even the smaller schools. So uh, college football is, is a big deal. And whereas I haven't done it as much, but it's funny you asked me this because I just submitted an article to Dave Campbell's Texas football seven days ago because sports writing, especially here in Texas is like a mob. You don't leave. You sort of change course, but you're always part of the crew. You cannot leave. It is against the rules to leave. And so I did my toe in every once in a while, but definitely for, for the most part, I've always been a fan. I've always kept up, you know, for the most part with, you know, top teams, top recruits and things of that nature. So I I try to keep my finger on the pulse and, you know, even wrote my first book based on football and different things of that nature. But I'd say that football, when it comes to writing sports and football was my first love.
0: Well, that's big. I mean, football, it is the primary, I guess, sport in the States. And, uh, uh, I mean, I don't know which one leads. I mean, I think football beats, you know, baseball. Again, don't fuck, fuck, don't shoot me right now. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure there's hardcore baseball fans, you know, and we have all the other guys, but, you know, I think football still is, you know, the majority uh, lead there. Uh, but but the fact that matter matters, sports in general are, are you know, worldwide. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's like, you know, I mean, when you see championships and, you know, and, and these World Cups and, uh, you know, all these things, I mean, they, people yeah. go nuts. I mean, people spent their life savings to, to attend some of these, you know, uh, I guess events. And, uh, it is, it is great. There's so much support to, to a period. And, but there's a lot of stuff behind the scenes in, in, in the sports scene period. Right. And, uh, but I love what you said that you were, since, since you ever remember, you know, you had a pen, you started working early on, uh, I guess in the newspaper doing different things and writing and your first book you said was what at, at 10 or 12 uh well yeah my first book was
1: my first book i wrote as a project i was like in third or fourth grade or something like that man somewhere between eight 10 12 years old i was you know i was doing a little project or whatever and my teacher was like this is pretty good we should put it in a contest and i'm just like yeah don't worry about it because why you know and it was just you know you know you're young and kind of dumb and it was just like i mean i could have I could have catapulted something early on but you know who knows but i did I did I did put together a small a small starter book oh, <laughs> at, again, time, at, at the young age but I mean yeah i've been I've been writing for pretty much my whole life
0: big things start small and you know what that 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 showed that that was going to be your trend anyway So, so and you live to it you know eventually every phase of your life you've or stage of your life you were able to just upgrade. And so, so the actual first book that you based on sports that came up when uh, in college or after college or 2011,
1: 2011, I wrote Awakening of Baller Within, which is the, the only, the only book cover that's behind me. Um, yes, I wrote that book in 2011 after studying the success habits of close to a hundred, um, college football players, star college football players at the time. And it was, it was, it was a great project. I did that somewhat in the same model that Napoleon Hill did with Think and Grow Rich, which if you have any entrepreneurs on there, I'm pretty sure every entrepreneur is read Think and Grow Rich. Or if you've done anything of note, Think and Grow Rich is on your shelf somewhere. So I did the same thing Napoleon Hill did with entrepreneurs and business people. I did that with uh, college football, star college football players, and really wanted to understand the mindset of what it takes to be successful on the field. Because I've seen a lot of guys who are extremely talented and Lord knows where they are now. I mean, I was I was pulling up I was pulling up an old magazine the other day and it had the top 100 in there. And I was sharing with my brother. I was like, you realize like 80 percent of these dudes never made it through college. You know, the bus rate of I don't mean of anything, you know, baseball, football, basketball. I mean, the bus rate is high. And I'm looking at these guys coming out of high school. I still have DVDs of guys from many, many years ago. And I'm like, man, whatever happened to him? He was the best at what he did. The mindset. And so that was what Awaken the Bottle within focused on was like, what I understand you're throwing a lot of touchdowns, you're making a lot of tackles, you're out here, you know, running great routes and catching all these different things. What is the mindset that it takes for you to be successful? And so that book really focused a a lot on that. And what people were realizing is, and the intent was, is that sports is just a metaphor for life. Sports is simply a metaphor for life. Because what will happen is is. Parents who knew me in the sports world, they would buy the book for their kid and the book would come in while the kid's at school and the parents would thumb through it and they're just like, oh my goodness, this book isn't about sports. I know that's the point, but it's written in sports type language because I was a jock who hated to read. And so I catered to guys who are also jocks and didn't like to read. And so I wanted to make sure they had something that they can they can take care of and get their mind right without having to like invest a ton of time reading, but also get some beneficial things out of it.
0: Well, I, I I love that sports is a metaphor for life. I mean, it's deep. And and, and frankly, when you think about it, you know, anyone watching and listening right now, just, just, just take a second to actually, you know, just absorb that. I mean, sports is, is to your point, it is live. I mean, it's just actually live looks like the sports game. I mean, you're competitive, you have things, you have goals, you have this, you have that. You got to prepare yourself, you know, there's, there's all the stuff that we deal day to day, you know, that is reflected in the sports and, you know, and, uh, it, it is an interesting, uh, way to look at it. And I love what you said that it's, uh, you made it easy for people to, to really relate to, by the way, I have to laugh about this. You said DVD. So some audiences may not even know what that is. <laughs>
1: hey man, hey man I, I was, uh, one of my colleagues, we were speaking together some time ago and he was telling me how many VHS, VHS tapes he, um, uh, He has stacked up. He was like, man, I have I have like 12, 13 tapes of Adrian Peterson's uh, videos from back in the day. And it's just like you got to think Adrian Peterson is not that old. Right. And some of his his highlights from Palestine are on VHS. Just just let let that sink in, because people because even some of your audience, even some of the younger members of your audience do know who Adrian Peterson is. I mean, he hasn't been out the league that long to where. And if they don't know, their father for sure knows. But that wasn't that long ago. And then, of course, tapes went to DVDs. And then it was about, you know, making your highlight tape through a DVD. And then once stuff got digital. And then I remember when Huddle came out, it was like, this is a game changer. Like, you mean you could share a film? I mean, I, I'm, I'm old enough to remember when coaches used to wait after games with a stack of tapes. And they would pass tapes off so they can scout other teams. And like here's your three games, here's your three games, and it was just you know a gentleman's agreement. And they would pass off VHS tapes to to the team so that you can adequately scout them. I mean, this this happened within my lifetime, man. I mean, rotary phones. I mean, I can go through it. Pagers, cell phones. I mean, I saw when all those things happened. So well, yeah, you I think-
0: know, Amon, it's 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 less than thirty years. that You know, most of this stuff happened. I mean the DVDs and uh well that's more recent, but I mean VHS that was that was like literally I mean people still have the you know actual players, VHS players right now. I mean, you have those. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh the other ones that we don't have anymore probably someone has them A tracks and <laughs> that that's going a little bit behind, you know, the timeline here. But but really you're right. I mean, uh the technology is gone. My man, mother obviously. has my mother has a few. Oh, she that's still all right. <laughs> well, those are those are those are legit, yeah. man. I mean, those are vintage stuff. If you have them. You gotta. My my father in law has them. Trust me, and uh, he was in the air force, and you know he had his player, and he still has some all these in those things, and he still holds on to them as 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 a just part of history and heritage for him. It's interesting. I mean, now we're in the digital age. I mean, you don't need anything, just files and clouds. And, you know, we're in the, <laughs> <laughs> but it's cool stuff. But, but I, I just sorry. I mean, I had to to do that in because you just brought in something from a history moment there. So,
1: <laughs> hey, man, I had LL Cool J's I'm Bad on record when I was 10 years old. I had oh. LL Cool J's I'm Bad. On. I think I had Michael Jackson's Off the Wall on record too. That was the two, the two records I had. Yes. Yes. I am. Right. I,
0: records, I, records still have a different sound to them. I don't care. They still how.
1: sell records at the store, like at like Target Dude. and Walmart. They still sell they te- still sell records. I'm like, somebody's still buying these. They're they're taking up shelf space
0: no they, they they are because they have these new devices now that actually they have the vinyl you know players like in mm-hmm. the actual, they actually have the the record players you know that are like digitized version whatever they have like you know usb i have all the stuff but they're like you know they bring bringing back and uh, it is happening so yes and it just that that needle on that thing and the way it sounds is just different oh, from you know it's it's just right, different man. but hey listen where we technology is going one way and you know i mean we just reminiscing on some good stuff but so 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 let's talk about that the the lessons that you've put into that book. You know, it's about motivation, inspiration, about the things that 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 people will go through in life. Uh so let's 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 get into deep dive in there. Like what are some of the things that you've discovered, or at least that you put in there that are, you know, really things that we should be paying attention to? Because everybody watching us doesn't matter what life stage you're in, you know, you're gonna go through different things. And you need sometimes to be orientated or, you know, oriented, you know, into some direction or at least, you know, get some footings. Uh, So your things are probably going to touch on those things. So if you don't mind, can you share with us some of those?
1: Yeah, I, I, I I really narrowed it down to three things because the book is written in quarters, just like a football game is there's four quarters. And obviously there's a halftime and there's the end of the game, but there's so many different concepts in there where, It focuses on many different things, but I really narrowed it down to three things: dream building, goal setting, and a relentless pursuit of both of those. So we said dream building. So dream building is is different than goal setting because goal setting goal setting can be daily, right? Goal setting can be by the hour. Goal setting can be for the quarter, for the week, for the day, for the month, for the year. You know, we all have. I flip my camera around. I have my goals sitting up here on sticky nose, because I'm a sticky nose junkie, and there's goals for all seven areas of life, right? Well, when you're a football player, you set goals. You set, you set team goals. You set individual goals. And maybe there's some, some weight goals. You know, Maybe you want to be benching a certain thing. You want to have a certain 40 time. Well, that's the same thing we do in life, right? And so that's the goal side of things. But dream building is a little bit more vast than that. It's like Okay, we want to go to the playoffs at the end of the year. But do I want to use this experience to build on something greater? You know, do I want me being a leader as a quarterback, as a linebacker or whatever position I play? Do I want to leverage that into being an entrepreneur, to being a CEO? Like, and so. when I say football is a metaphor for life, I want to say my dream is I eventually want to be a scientist. I eventually want to be a police officer. I eventually want to be a principal of a school, right? And so the dream building is if I could envision, if I could snap, if I could, you know, whatever, if I could say, what is the thing I want to be doing at blank age? And obviously there's different stages, just like, Different seasons in football, there's different seasons in life as well. So for this first season, what do I want? That dream could be to go to a college, Oklahoma, USC, Michigan. Pick your college. It doesn't matter. That could be the dream for that season. Meaning between I'm 17 now, by 22, 23, I want to be graduating from this college. That's a dream, right? My goal is what do I want to get done For this season for this season as far as football season i'm junior sophomore whatever that is and so that's the difference between the two dream is something larger something far more long-term goal can be something instantaneous by the day and different things like that the relentless pursuit of both of them is we don't have time for your excuses right you put that goal on paper You take this paper and say, okay, coach, hey, mentor, hey, father, hey, whomever is the person who is pouring into you, this is what I want to do by this amount of time. Because obviously our goals are, like you say, some are weekly, some are monthly, some are yearly, some are for a quarter. Well, the same way goes with sports as well. We want to have those goals on paper, but you also want to have someone who can help you along the way to pursue, because we understand success doesn't happen by yourself i know we're in that society where it's like you know (laughs) i did this on my own i got it out the mud man it's all me no it's not because no one's successful on their own this podcast you have right now it looks amazing and i know that you didn't create all of this on your own somebody helped you along the way because none of us were successful without that And so that relentless pursuit is when you start looking into people to bring into your circle to hold you accountable, right? Getting the yes people out of your life early. No, I encourage my guys early on. Hey, if somebody is is too, you know, complimentary of you, hey, man, get you some people who are going to check you, get you some people who are going to hold you accountable, get you some people who's going to be like, you know, H, you're not looking at this in the right way. What do you mean? I think you could be doing something like this and it will be more beneficial for you. You need people like that. You need people who don't think that everything you do is awesome. And so all of those things are encapsulated in what ended up being my first published book. But when they look at it in totality, they realize that like this book is not about sports, but sports is the fuel that it takes to catapult you to another area of life. And so you still take those same lessons from your football, basketball, softball, life, and take it into the real world.
0: There's a lot of stuff in there, man. (laughs) Well, well, so, so you touch on dreams, you touch on success, you touch on uh, the idea of goal settings. And by the way, I love what you said about you are sticky junkie. I mean, you know, and putting things on there. Uh, It is, it is a fact when you write your stuff down, it, it, you know, you cannot forget it. And it's in front of you. and And you can, you can work a plan towards it. I mean, It's funny because if you watch uh, anything about, you know, criminal investigation or even journalism, right? I mean, you put this board and you start, you know, putting all the things in the map, you know, and, and kind of figure out what's going on, who's connected to what, whatever, whatever investigation you do. And that's because you want to have everything in front of you. If you actually, you know, uh, put in a project, you put a plan together and you have old timelines and things like that. If you have a project, you have a project plan. You know, all these things are key to guide you. And, 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 but, but it doesn't, as you, I love what you said, the goals are things that we do to get to our dream and achieve our dream and realize our dream, but dreams are, are important. Uh, and I think everybody dreams. And if someone is not, you know, we would like them to actually get into a dreaming world. And I'm not talking when you sleep in, you know, you, you know, there's nothing it's free to dream big. Uh, As a matter of fact, I always say, literally dream, you know, make your dreams, you know, crazy. I mean, scare yourself if you have to, but, but really it doesn't, it doesn't matter. You know, what's the big deal if, if the dream is, is large, huge, whatever, uh, unacceptable by the average person. It doesn't matter. You dream it the way you want, but then now, I mean, obviously, uh, dreams can be not unrealistic. I mean, sometimes we can dream something that may not happen. At least, maybe not in our time life. I want to live on Mars. Maybe it's not going to happen right now. <laughs> you know what I mean? But but you'd be surprised that you know. I mean, Elon Musk is is has aimed for some stuff that is like most people would think like it's crazy. But he's getting there. I mean, he's working his way up there, and every year he comes up with stuff. Today's thing we 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 were joking about DVDs and VHS. Well, who would have thought that where we are today, somebody dreamt of, of this stuff and made them their, their live dream and succeeded doing these things. And now we use the fruits of that dream and whatever the work they put in. So it's important. So I love the, the idea that you talked in, in, in the book about uh, dreaming and uh, you you touch on something that's important. You know, you're, you're right. You want to have a good entourage, but your entourage, is not someone that's always going to be telling you like, you're right. Yes, you're good. Yes, people, you know, because because. They're just going to give you the compliment because sometimes they might not even agree. Like, okay, I, I just want to, I don't, don't want to upset you, man. I'm going to tell you, yes, yes, yes. You want people that check you. And by the way, if you, like, for example, I'm, I'm a person that has a positive attitude and actually I have a weakness. I don't see negative in things. Sometimes I do appreciate people say like, Hey, you know, this is not going to work. You know, cause that, that literally gives me that balance because I can't see it. That's just my nature. So someone around me is always like, you know, yo, did you think about this? Oh. Maybe now I keep going, but, but now I have a different check mark to, to actually work on. And it helps me. So you're right. That that's important. Who is behind you, who's working with you is going to make a difference for you. Is going to make, you know, uh, uh, an impact on how you go. And then I, I love what you said about, you know, the ability to continuously work towards them because that is not something that's going to stop. Life doesn't stop until we end. <laughs> I mean, literally in this world now, even that doesn't end. Cause we do, there is probably something better, you know, to look forward after this life. Now that you're you're in the ministry, we could talk about, it. I'm sure we can do a whole show about that. But the fact is, you know, it is real. So, so you got, and we have different stages. You mentioned like from 18 to 23. I mean, that is a core age where a lot of stuff happens, you know, regardless of, of how you were raised and, you know, family and things like that. Those are good factors that can help. Sometimes can also be detrimental one way or the other. But at the end of the day that's an age where you want to be you know in the right mindset. you you have to start building these blocks you know and and again uh, you you mentioned some I love what you said they were very modest dreams. I mean you went from CEO, you went to principal, you to police officer, whatever that dream is. It's your dream. it's that's your success road. That's okay because everybody's different. and by the way, over the years, we all change sometimes and we upgrade our dreams or change our dreams. You know, not no one literally is, but again, maybe not. I can't say because you, you seem to have done it correctly. You stayed within the same realm of your of your early childhood stuff, but not everybody does that. Some people, you know, veer out left, right, whatever. They'll find eventually their time, and it's never too late. That's the other thing, right? You know, but any stage doesn't matter where you are. You gotta push, and you gotta work hard, and you gotta make things happen. And but you you have to have the plan for it. Now, now your book, um, that first book. Uh, when someone reads it, will that be like a guide in in, this, in, in a sense for them like would they be able to actually kind of structure their life a little bit differently if they were to read it
1: yeah and, and and obviously uh that was written like you said I was written at a time when when I was definitely deep 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 in the sports world, so that was that was about that but it's like sometimes you'll go back and look at your old work and be like, maybe I was onto to something before I was onto it. You know, and, I, and, I, and I, I, I think that a lot when I go back, because it's interesting. I haven't done any promotions on that book probably in seven, eight years. That book, com- that book has come up more in the last eight months than I can even remember. Right. I mean, like, I don't even I'm not even with that publisher anymore, for goodness sakes. But the, the idea of how it's, it's broken down in, into 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 quarters, first quarter, you know, we're focusing on the foundation. Focusing on our mindset or whatever. Like the last chapter, um, um, the last chapter in uh in in the first in the first quarter is God, family, education, and football. Like that's the ending of that's that closes out that chapter because that's the foundational order by which I suggested you should live your life, right? That's putting your priorities in order, right? Football, remember, football is not the most important thing. Sports is not your most important thing. It's The metaphor is the driving engine to take you somewhere else. Because what happens when you do very good at your sport? What happens? A college gives you a scholarship to go to school for free. Right? You play ball, you get an education, and you don't have to worry about debts. Right? Think about that. So you may leave from that and go play professional with that sport. But if you don't, oh, the consolation prize is that I have an education, Where I get to major in something where I can go use that to leverage and get me a job. You see, you see, we're going here where this, this is the fuel. This is the engine. So when someone reads through Awaken the Baller Within, the point is, is to awaken something new in you, to awaken the idea that like, man, I'm, I'm pretty awesome. Well, let me find out what I'm awesome with. What do I need to awaken? Do I need to awaken my writing? Do I need to awaken my acting? Do I need to awaken my, my trade skills? Do I need to awaken my business acumen? Do I need to awaken my my, my landscaping skills? Do I need to awaken me as a builder, right? I want you to awaken that which is in you. That's what we're talking about. We're talking about that, that fire, that light that only God can provide for you to bring out to the world what's great about you because we all have different talents. And like you said, you may have something you're cool with when you're 20 and it evolves into something else. You said, yeah, I held on to writing the entire time. Yes, but what did I do with the writing? I used the writing to now build curriculum. I use the writing to formulate my keynotes I speak with. I use my writing to write my sermons in my ministry work. I use my writing for a whole host of things to put together plans for my coaching clients. So all of these things come down to the fact that a pen is still in my hand, but what am I doing to monetize this pen and this right here? What am I using my head and my heart to put into my pen to put on paper to be able to empower the world? And so that's what the awakening is in Awaken the Baller Within is what is your idea of the greatest version of you? And are you going to wake up to that? Or are you going to stay asleep and continue doing mundane work? I challenge you, if you want something greater, it's available to you. And like you said, I don't care who your parents were. I don't care who raised you. I don't care what your situation is. Because at the end of the day, we all have the capacity to go out there and win. And I know somebody's going to be like, Lord, you know, you don't understand what this kid's been through. I know. And I don't care from the standpoint of I'm not going to let you use that as a crutch to not be great, right? I'm going to take all of that and I'm going to turn whatever anger, whatever disgust, whatever disdain or whatever you have, and we're going to repackage that into a love for something that's great that you can do, right? Right? I'm not saying it's going to be easy. And you know what? We're not all created equal, right? Some of us got dealt a very worse hand than others, right? Some of us grew up in countries where we don't have the same freedoms that we have here, right? And so when you look at all of that, we can use all of that for the good to build onto something else. And no, everyone's route to success is not going to be the same. I I always say, you know, you want to talk about privilege. Um, Dr. Dre's kid has privileges that you and I don't have. Period. You know, anyone who's kids of these of, of famous ballplayers, actors, whatever, they have a different route. I'm not saying that they still don't put in the work, but financially, they're not worried about anything. Whereas you and I may have to go work at Jack in the Box, you know, Burger King, Best Buy, you know, Five Guys. We might have to do that type of work to build up to be able to buy the first mic that you're that you're speaking into right now. You saved your first $400 to be able to go buy that mic. Then you got to save up another 200 to go buy the headphones and maybe you to save up a thousand dollars to get the life behind you. And you had to do that in stages while you still were pursuing a podcast dream. And so all of that comes together and we put together a plan to be able to help you get there. Awaken the of all Within does that. And of course, I do that in my coaching as well. But that's that's where we break this down in stages. That's the dream. And now we take the breakdown and say, how are we supposed to get there? Step one, let's go do this. Step two, let's go do this. Uh, step three, you're going to take a little bit more time there, but we're going to make it work, right? Everybody thinks that there's this Thanos snap to, to, to success. Think that you could just think it into existence, which I mean, you know, I know there was a big rush with the secret back in the day. And it was just like, oh, thoughts are things. And boom, it's going to happen. Uh, not quite. Uh, it's gonna going to be a little bit different than that. You know, you can <laughs> reality still happens. And, uh, and, and and a lot of those things. So I, I, I like to I like to be around winners and I like to look at all your junk, all the dirt, all of it. Like I put in my newest book, I, I, I give me the pot of gumbo. We're all a big pot of gumbo. We got some good, some bad. You don't even know what the, ta- the taste comes together. in some, one big harmony, but you don't know all the ingredients inside of gumbo. It's all sorts of things in there. But the beautiful thing at the end of it, it becomes a beautiful, nice dish, even though there's a whole lot of things in there that maybe you can't quantify that is that is very nasty on its own, but it's beautiful in a big pot with other things. And so I encourage people to take their lives as that pot of gumbo. Give me all of it. Give me the, give me your divorce. Give me your debt. Give me your death of a loved one. Give me your failures in college. Give me your bankruptcy. give me all of that. give me your sprained ankle. give me your uh concussions. give me all of that. Give me your you know, your your, your parents' separation. Give me all of that. give me all of it. Let's just put it in there. let's mix it up and let's go make something happen.
0: I have to say that those ten minutes you just just covered all this probably will change somebody's life just just like that, just but but listening to that because because you have you have really that's like the magic formula i mean that's that's the real formula because you touch on the fact that no matter what your circumstances are um you know yes yeah, some people have just by default they they're gonna have different sets of things right yet that doesn't mean anything they still have to put the work yeah maybe it's easier because again as you said financially you know if you have that road it makes a lot of stuff doors open maybe quicker but it doesn't mean that the majority of us have that. And most of us will have to put in maybe extra work and you're right. No matter what your life has dealt to you, you know I mean? Cause we all, as you I, you said, we've probably got the worst, you know, cards dealt, you know, uh, to us or hands de- dealt to us, but it doesn't matter. It's like, what are you going to make out of it? What is the best? What's not? And I love that gumbo <laughs> and now, yeah, analogy that you throw in there. Cause I mean, that's a, that's a pretty mixed up, you know, you know, dish, but to us, we, Everybody watching and listening has got a gumbo life. I mean, out of way, and if you think about it, there is some stuff that, and even when we see sometimes celebrities and we think that they have the life, you don't know what they're going through. Their lives can be as, you know, just as as messed up as anyone else. And they just have a different type of problems, believe it or not. So everybody's got problems in life. If someone tells you that my life is peachy, then there's a problem (laughs) because there is no peachy life. Yes, there is always bumps in the road. There's things happening, and whatever is gonna, you know, be thrown at you. It's how you deal with it. And then you mentioned word, a uh, keyword early on: excuses. People try to find any reason not to do things, or to find an excuse where they can hang on to not to put extra work and effort. But if you take the excuses out. You start working towards the goal that you set and, you know, you can, you know, uh, the dream, and then you start setting those goals and work towards them and tweak them as needed. Things will happen. It is that. And by the way, you're right. You said something also powerful earlier. This podcast, this radio, this station, this, this network is not me. It's everybody else that that's worked with me to get this. The reason why people still watch this stuff is because of you because of every other guest that came all the podcasters that are on the network and the work they do and their knowledge and their skills that they bring in and their mission because everybody's got a mission to at least when you are out here like yourself yes you're doing this you have a business you have this stuff but within that business there's a mission and yes besides you know bringing in some revenue and all that good stuff there's nothing wrong with that there's no shame in the game there the idea is that you're doing it in exchange of giving some service and some value to people. And that value is something that, you know, you take to the bank. And and really, that's really the whole thing. So you're right. No one succeeds alone. If Someone thinks that it's all me, then then that is ego number one. And it's not going to help you and it's not going to serve you. You'll be very easily disappointed in, in, in the results eventually, you know, you have to thank people that are around you, the people that serve you, the people that work with you, the people that helped you, you know, get there. And you might even think about the least people that can probably have the impact is someone that just said, Hey, listen, you can do this. Maybe one word, you know, that could have made a difference in your, in your life. You hear sometimes one guy or one gal tell you something. And it sticks with you like for the rest of your life. And that's actually what makes the moves for you. You know, you never know, but never think that it's all you because uh, I mean, for anyone that has faith, there's God, of course, you know, we thank God for, for all the stuff we have, but then, then there's the people that God puts in your way. And you know, it's, it's, that's all there is. Every successful story started with some event and there's no coincidences. So therefore you meet someone not by chance because you're meant to mean that person and that person leads and by the way i challenge this many times people and i still do the challenge review your life to date and see every single event that that led to today and then try try tracing back to see where that road was and how you were what what happened where did you get the first job who got you the first job who got you the second one and or got you in the business mode whatever it is you're gonna find the link to every one of those and it all makes sense eventually. Like sometimes we don't, obviously no one knows the future. And so we have no clue what is in store. But when you pass that stage, let's say you set like you point, we set a two days, a two day, two years, three years, four years, you know, time frame, you plan. But then when you get to that point, you like look back it's like, whoa, I didn't expect it to be exactly this way. And if that didn't happen, the second thing wouldn't have happened, right? If I didn't meet in Amman, you know, maybe I didn't have this and so on and so forth. And it all makes sense eventually. But at the end of the day, We got to drop the excuses. We got to, you know, work towards, you know, the successes and we can do it. Everybody watching, listen, has the right opportunity any given day. And we all have, it's the same thing. We all can succeed, except that some of us, we will find the reasons why not to get there. And your work, you know, is an important work because you help people to, you motivate them, you coach them, you guide them and you give them that, 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 that back in. I mean, again, a coach, right? You know, like the, the 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 uh we're talking about sports, uh, you know, what does the coach do? I mean, they don't play the games. <laughs> you know, they guide the people, they train, they prepare them, they give them every single tool for them to do it. Now at the end of the day, when a, a game is on, coach they can scream all they want and they can switch strategy, but it's the players that are doing it. It's on them. And there's nothing you can do. You can maybe like, I need you to move here. I need you to move there. Maybe you see a move. You see a play. But at the end of the day, if they don't deliver on the play, it's over. So it is that you are that player, and and everybody else that is around you is going to help you maneuver through it. So so thank you for sharing that. Now now you mentioned the second book, and I love the title of the second book. Now what is that? Is that the title? Did I get it right? Yes.
1: Now what? Now what? And it's it now now what is the uh. Is the is the third book, but it's the second okay. one that's on the docket because we, you know, it's different. It's 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 a, it's a lot of it's a lot of material out there that's, that's going on. But now, what is the newest one that's been this hour?
0: Also, it's it's perfect. Now what? Now we have a, a dream. Now we have our goals. Now what? I love that. So <laughs> let's talk about that. What's what's this book bringing to people, and and how does it serve? You know, all the stuff that we've discussed so far.
1: Now what was, uh, was written at a very interesting time, it was written in the summer of 2020, Ooh. which if anybody was around for more than 10 minutes, a few things happened. And I just remember listening to the commentary, and, and as I always say, man, I don't care where you are on the political aisle, on the social aisle, on the cultural aisle. It, doesn't, it does not matter. None of that stuff matters. All I know that it was a lot of screaming about what's owed what somebody needs to do, who's going to do this for me, woe is me, my life is this, somebody needs to atone for this, and I was just like, man, can everybody just shut up, right, like, seriously, like, first of all, you're old, you deserve nothing, right, you earn, you deserve, like, you you deserve what you've earned, that's what you get, you don't know, there's no handouts, man, once I mean, I teach my guys once they get to a certain age, it's like, you know, your parents are still your parents, but it's like, you need to start putting in on stuff like that's sort of where I am now. What focuses on the idea of major transformation in your life, right? Like someone who's made those mistakes. You may know a friend or two who's made that mistake. The one where it's like, I don't know who you're coming out of this, you know, whether it's a bad divorce, going bankrupt. Something in the criminal justice system, Um, a foster kid coming up in a bad situation. And you're just like everything around them is so negative. And I remember building this profile on a guy I've known for years. And he, he, you know, I was trying to help him through a coaching session. And I was like, okay, well, what about this? I can't do this because of this. Well, what about this? I can't do this because of this. Well, you know, I got I got a case against me, so I can't do this well, get a lawyer. Well, I can't afford a lawyer because selling drugs is what got me in the situation in the first place. So I'm like, so the only thing you can do to make the most money and afford a lawyer is to do the thing that got you into trouble to be able to do it. The- like it was just, it was just a rabbit hole that was going nowhere. And I was like, all right, God, I don't know what you want me to do. Like I'm stuck. Like every solution <laughs> is met by a roadblock. And so I formulated now what, because it focuses on five steps. To basically get up and create something because it's called it's called now what five steps to get up and create the most of life basically saying give me all your dirt everything give me the dirty clothes give me the screaming kids give me the fire in the front yard give me the foreclosure give me the repoed car give me all of that remember we talked about that gumbo earlier gumbo's in gumbo came in the now what book but we take all of that and say okay Life is pretty crappy right now. Like, and I mean, and, and there's an exercise, I had I was like, you know what? I want you to have a full pity party, a full one. I mean, a full one. I mean, I'm talking about you know, um, if you want to go with the cheap wine, just sit over in the corner, cry, all that stuff. And I said, I want you to pull out, I want you to pull out one of these. So these old school, remember these old school big, big legal pads, big yellow ones. I like the yellow ones the best. That's and really. I want you to draw a line. I want you to draw a line down, down it. And I want you to put good and bad on each side of it. And on one side, I literally want you to write out, I'm gonna use a choice word, it's not gonna be profanity. I want you to write down on this paper in every way your life sucks. Like everything, like, you know, when people are giving you the excuses of why they can't succeed, I want you to write down all the nonsense, all of it. You know, this ain't, this person don't like me, This person took a job for me. This person ripped me off for $400. Like I want you to put down all of it everywhere. Your life is completely or what you perceive to be completely and utterly garbage. No, no restoration. Like you're just done. Put it all down there. And I want you to take that pad and I want you to stash it away for at least 48 hours. Put it away. And go on and do your life. And then when you come back after that amount of time, I usually say, The shortest time I want you to be away is like eight hours because I want you to kind of get a refresh. I want you to go do some stuff, maybe go grab you a bite to eat or something and come back. Typically, you want at least a day. And I want you to come back. I want you to pray, sit still and just allow whatever's on that pad, because you may remember it, you may not. And you go back and you look in the pad after you come out of time with your father. And I want you to look over all of those different things that are on there. And I want you to put on the other side, what's good here? That's the exercise. What's good here? And I want you to look at that thing that you said is so terrible. And I want you to look and find the good that was in that. Because maybe that lost opportunity led you to the new job you're at. Maybe that situation right there forced you to get your finances in order. Maybe that situation right there made you move to another place where you're going to do some different things. Maybe that place right there, you're looking down and you're like, wait a minute. Why am I even still thinking about this person? Then at that point, you bless that person, then you scratch them out. Like why? Why are you having? Why do you have airspace and why? You, why do you have uh, 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 real estate in my in my head? Why am I still? I haven't see I haven't thought about you in twelve years. So why are they taking? So then you go through that and you find out what's good there because you'll realize either a, you don't need to be thinking about it at all because it's useless. It's not bringing you forward anywhere. Or b, you'll be like, I learned so much from my father dying. I learned so much from going bankrupt. I learned so much from my kids being taken from me. I learned so much from getting fired from that job. That was my dream job or so you thought. And so i we take all of those situations and it's just repackaging the way you see life, right? Because a lot of times we're sitting there looking at all these things that are bad, but it's like, You became a stud after you blew your knee out. You rebuilt your knee and now you're one of the best linebackers in the country, but you didn't have the same work ethic you did before you blew that knee out. And so we we take, this is one of the foundational principles in there is the what's good here because really until we can like deal with the nonsense and the blockages that are in our head that tells us we can't because we're listening to voices that don't matter because we're, 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 We're looking in the mirror and saying, like, you're such a loser. And it's just like, please stop. You, for one, you're a child of God. So I'm not even trying to hear that whatsoever. But the bottom line is that I want you to look in there and say, there's a winner in there because you know what? As they say in the old church, God didn't make no junk. And so I want them to get back to that place. And we have to go through this portion where there may be some tears that come from this. There may be some 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 therapy that may need to come from this, right? There may be a whole lot of different things that need to be handled from this, but it's worth it. And once we do that, then we can go into the five steps. We can go into the steps of reflection, meaning that you're looking back and saying, oh, man, what do I have here? Oh, it's a lot of junk. All right, let's start one box at a time. <laughs> Go get you a trash bag and let's start one box at a time and start dumping that trash in there. Right, get the shredder out. Right, call the Rat Pack. What's that crew that comes by with the big old the big bin and you just throw your stuff in there and they just haul it off? You know, junk. Yeah, got junk? Yeah, yeah. The, the junk people, whatever. It, call <laughs> them over here and let's just start unloading the junk. Right, because see, when you when you take care of the things that is in your closet, the closet that nobody wants to look at that they keep throwing stuff in, when you clean out the closet, see, the closet is your mind. Right, you got a lot of junk in there that needs to go. It needs to go. And so when you do this exercise, you get rid of the junk, right? And so we reflect on that. Like, how did I get all this junk around me? I need to get rid of this. Like you, like I say, clean your room, you clean your mind. Because why? You can think better in a place where there is space. Then we go into the decision. All right, now that I clean the junk out, what do I want to do? Decide what that's going to be. What's H's next move? What's Kelly's next move? What's Billy's next move? Right? Decide what you want. And so then, when you go through the decision part and you're like, all right, I want to do this. So now we go into the planning stage. Like you said, you, you spoke earlier about the bubbles with the, with the, with the case, you get your mind maps out, you get your plans out, you start breaking these large goals down into there's your dream. And we start breaking that thing down into goals to where every day you're committed to something towards that larger goal. That goal may be a 10, 20 year plan. It don't matter. Every day we're making steps towards that. Like I said, that, which I see on your screen from you right now, that didn't just show up on day one, right? That took time. That took, that took some things. So you planned that. So now once you get the planning stage going, now it's time to get into action. And like I share with a lot of people, do not wait till your plans are perfect to go into action. Do the plans and go run. Yes, you're going to run into a roadblock. Yes, you're going to catch a pothole. Yes, you're going to sprain an ankle. Yes, you're going to catch a bear trap. Yes, you might get attacked by a dog along the way. But that is part of the plan. You needed to run into that. To figure out what doesn't work nothing nothing burns me more than a marketing plan that's never tried you don't know if it works like people people spend all this money on the marketing plans like you know i gotta get it right i gotta get it right the only way you know if it's right is to go out there and check it but we get that sometimes and so we go into action and we go in and you start doing all the things and you find out what works and what doesn't work and our last one and our most important one and you spoke on this earlier is seeking so we reflect decide plan action, and then we seek. What are we seeking? We're seeking counsel. We're seeking mentors. We're seeking experts. We're seeking advice. We're seeking education, right? Here's this goal. I'm going out there and I'm trying it. What do I need to level up? Or as we say in the business, what do I need to scale, right? What do I need to be able to move this from point A to point B? I'm seeing a little bit of success or I'm seeing no success. Where are we pivoting? Okay, now it's time to go find me the best expert in this field and let me go have a conversation with him let me take him to coffee right let me take him out to lunch you start reaching out to people on linkedin facebook whatever man my my uh one of the guys i I work with dr greg reed he says the most successful people are the most available people the most successful people are the most available people i was like is that really true and then i thought about it he runs the number one networking conference in the world. And when I first wanted him to be part of the Now What book, I was like, you know, I'd like for him to be part of that book. What's the odds I can get a guy who's what, a 10 times bestseller, runs the largest networking group out here? I sent him a message on Instagram, and I was like, all right, I'll wait to hear back from him in like two months. Man, I was at the weight room. 45 minutes later, that guy t- that guy hit me back and was like, hey, what you need? Want to talk to you about a book? Call me. Yeah, my workout's on time out right now. I'm like, are you serious right now? I get on the phone with him within, within no time. I called him on the phone. He had 15 minutes. I took 12. And he gave me all the quotes for uh, for one of the chapters in this book. And that person you think is the expert in your field, with social media, what's the worst that can happen? They don't answer. But you'll be surprised. You can reach out to some people and you don't realize that like, they're closer to you than you think. And so that's where the seeking counsel comes in. And that takes care of the five steps of the of, of now what? Five steps to get up and create the most of life. I, I I wrote that a lot for like young adults who come out of school with educations. They don't have a clue what to do with it. They don't know how to go out and earn any money. And they don't realize that like, sometimes your dream is up here, but you might have to work that big job down here to reach that one. Because everybody always is like that whole They've lied to these generations before. It's like, oh, do what makes you happy. No, do what's fulfilling. Do what's needed. That do what makes you happy nonsense has got you out here, you know, eating bugs and living on somebody's floor. Right. Sometimes you got to do what's not so awesome. Right. Sometimes you got to live in that efficiency apartment. Right. Do you eight, 10 months there. You know, where the whole, those apartments where the whole room is just one big thing, the kitchen's in the corner, the bathroom's over there behind one door, your bed is in there next to the living room. Some of y'all know how know what I'm talking about, right? <laughs> where you got to live in that 600 square foot box to build your dream, to build the life you want. And so I I, I want us to start thinking about things on that level because the game isn't easy, but it's definitely um, worth it.
0: You know, I'm I listening to you. I just, I'm getting pumped, man. And I, you know, some of it, you know, takes me back to my own days. And, and by the way, I did live in that box too. So I know exactly what that looks like. A small place, you know, that, that you put in the kitchen and the bathroom. It's, it's literally the size of an actual bathroom size. And, you know, we were two of us, you know, roommates in there. So I can tell you, I know that. And you know what? There's no shame in the game there. That's actually most my stepping stone to get to the next level and the next level. And it helped us, you know, save some money, get you know what we needed to do, and transit to the next level. And from that point on, everything got better. And yes, it, at the time, you got to take the best of it. And, and that is just an example. I love that because for our audiences. And by the way, I want to thank you for for the work you do because uh, normally you 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 can you talk to audiences around the world, and you've been around the world. I mean, in Africa, in in Dubai, in Abu Dhabi, and all the stuff, uh, and you you motivate people around also you you take the time to focus on the youth and the youth is our future and uh i think all our youth need more more than ever needs advice and and counseling and 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 really some coaching and mentoring across the board uh and i I love it because the work you do is going to make a difference and you're right Sometimes we feel entitled these days, and sometimes we feel like, oh, I don't want to suffer. You know, well, suffering is going to come along, whether you like it or not. If you don't suffer early, you're going to suffer later. So guess what? Let me get, and by the way, in entrepreneurship, that that is a rule. I I work hard for two, three years. I, you know, I go crazy for three, three years, no sleep, working three or seven days a week, whatever. And then I can rest for the rest of my life, or I can rest now. And just keep working until I die. And that's all there is. So there's all that balance. But understand these dynamics, you know, it makes a big difference. So your work, man, is, is you know, it's, it's you know, top notch, man. You Keep it up. Keep motivating the folks out there. And by the way, I mean, you are a minister and you do, uh, uh, I guess, uh, teens ministry, if I'm not mistaken. Correct. That's That's what you do. So, so, and by the way, it comes across, you know, in your, you know, the way you talk, it's like, you know, that pastoral, you know, you, it's, it's like, it's the minister, you know, talking, you uh-huh. know, and, 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 and by the way, there's, 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 that there's a power there. I mean, it's, it's genuine. It comes on and it gets deeper into, to the people. I mean, people are watching and listening right now. It just gets to you. I mean, I'm getting through and I'm watching you right now. I'm looking at you, but people will actually do the same by watching the show or listening to it. And they get that vibe. I mean, it's you've touched on a lot of things. These elements that you've talked about—they're core elements that, if taken seriously, it will make a whole different—you know—you whoever you're watching, or listening right now. Uh, so, so now, now I want to just—you know—I mean, we're we're coming on in the end of the show, but I want to touch on uh, the 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 services you deliver right now, like the actual company and the uh, mentorship. Uh, how does that work? What does the program you know uh, entail for people who are interested in actually working with you?
1: Yes and and thank you. I um obviously I do a lot I do keynote speaking. Um I speak a lot in schools, uh small businesses, nonprofits and uh community centers. Uh that's sort of been most of my 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 contacts as of late. I do some conferences as well. Uh for different things that usually goes through my bureau, uh but definitely um available to to to, to do keynote speaking typically. And you know, I even do some seminars too. So I'll take that I'll take the keynote that you like and we'll stretch it out over 4 hours, we'll stretch it out over a day you know, and do some, do some work there. Um, I do do some mental performance coaching. Uh, I, I work a lot with, with, with young people and with grown people. Like we're talking about the transition. We're talking about now what, you know, like, well, here's where I am. Let's unpack this. You know, what are you trying to do? And let's, let's, let's go ahead and get that. Let's go ahead and build a bridge, put a couple of planks on that bridge. So, um, just some, do some coaching, whatever, um, professionally and just, you know, kind of overcoming some things. Obviously I'm not getting too much into the, um, the psychology of things, but there is a, there's a psychological component. And obviously we do work some, some ministry in there as well, because I do think that love gratitude and service is the foundation of life. And so that will be a part of what, of what we do. I do some curriculum uh, building as well, uh, create lesson plans for uh, nonprofits. So that's uh, that's another avenue uh, people book me for. And, you know, and other than that, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty much, I'm pretty much moving around speaking, writing, uh, empowering and um, just, and of course the ministry work that I'm doing with my, with my young people. Uh, so that's more of the service element, but as far as services, I'll say speaking, coaching, and writing. And uh, all those things are available, obviously on my website, um, available on all the social media platforms as well. Uh, definitely want to, definitely want to hear from the good people out there. Uh, we, we definitely are going to have a busy spring. Uh, we got several colleges uh, lined up. We're going to deal with, uh, I got to make another trip out to the west side of Texas, uh, do some more work out there from uh, coaching and from a, a keynote speaking and probably going to do some workshops down there as well, along with some ministry work. So, hey, man, we're out here just trying to do the good work, uh, do what God has called us to do and um, and really just follow that calling and, and, and be able to provide great and useful services for the people who book me.
0: You are making a difference, man, and uh, I have to say, you know, uh, we need a lot more people that are doing exactly what you're doing. And uh, yeah, folks. Uh, now, now I know you. I mentioned you. You travel as well, so so it's not like you're restricted to to Texas. You know, so people can literally leverage your skills and your keynote speaking and you know mentorship across the nation and across the globe and I think we can use that I'm sure you can do also remote stuff and you know webinars and things so that also can can be a piece of it the book is definitely yeah the the three books can actually be uh literally good resources and guides as well so there's plenty of stuff that we can actually uh learn and and and, and be uh, thankful to you Ahmad. so uh, I I am I am honored today and, and, and really had the privilege to have you on uh, with us and, and really sharing your your system and your programs and your ideology and it's all powerful stuff that we can all use some of it if not all of it uh, so uh, we're, we're at the end of the time here but I want to just you know I always ask this question like can you give us some last words of wisdom to our audiences to, to just leave them to pardon them with uh
1: oh <laughs> Parting words will come from my father. It's one of the few things I've remembered most in my life. And he told me to live the best life you can, then give it all away. Live the best life you can, then give it all away. Life is bigger than you. Life is meant to be impactful towards others. Develop a system of, develop some altruism in your life, and you'll see how life change. Serve, be grateful, and love those around you, and you'll see a major difference in your life. The the keys to having a successful life are not complex. They're very simple. They just need to be consistent, and people need to know where you stand with them, and they need to know that you're somebody who can be counted upon for them. So serve, love, be grateful, and give it all away in the end.
0: Awful wisdom there, man. I, you know, this this is gonna be one of the clips. This is definitely gonna have a highlight out there and people will have to catch on that one, you know, uh, in the social media. Cause I think that if if we just listen to that part alone, I mean we can be making a difference in our own selves and our behavior and, and our lives. And I think we can we can use all the wisdom that we can get these days and and, and you know that's all there is to it. Samat, so it was it was uh, really so much fun having you here and I've learned a lot and I know our audiences will will, will do the same I will have the actual link to your uh, website in uh, in the description of the show so people can actually link up to you directly um so folks I hope you've had a great time with us and enjoyed the show and uh we'll be talking soon new day new show new topic I'm American age bye for now